Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus. Coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoke and Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour. Never before have I turned on you when you look too good to me. To be, I think I cut me in two and I just can't let you be. But it's a free for all and a hearty said, you can bet your life. Stakes are high and so am I. In the air tonight. <laughs> Rock and roll weekend, baby. I can't wait to put some of my brain dump into people's ear holes. Yeah, me either. Shit's real choppy for me. I may have a rough connection here. Rough connection. What's going on, dude? What's what's the weather like there in uh, Texas, Jasper, Texas? Uh, uh, super hot and super sunny, so the weather can't be fucking with it. Probably too Looking hot. Overloading all Actually, the Actually, wasn't too bad today. Hey, Rufus, I wanted to ask you a question. Okay. Tell me about this Austin changing its name to something other than Austin. What is there? Is this a real thing? It was actually proposed, yeah, like in city council. Um, apparently, they said, no, we're, we're not going to do that. So some jackass in the, in the crowd just like asked like we should change the name or like another like a board member said we should change the name no it wasn't a document because they want to change names of a bunch of streets and stuff because of the uh a lot of them are named after confederate confederacy soldiers and generals and stuff right and so they put in there well you know stephen f austin owned slaves and he was a proponent of slavery so we should change the name of the town so so what do you do? You have to change the name of a town like Lynchburg, then? I mean, I gotta imagine Lynchburg's not gonna go over real well with the. Are they are they considering it? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it depends on what they were lynching back in the 1800s. As if we don't know. Well, I mean, you know, I, when I was in North Carolina, I was surprised that there was a there's a town in North Carolina called Whitesville. I mean. Sounds like, like the best see, place in the world to me. I'd like to hear the demographics of Whitesville. <laughs> Ain't what they used to be. Funny thing is, you know, and you know we're not racist. We hate all people the same. Yeah. I got to wonder if there's a Blacksville. Uh, there might be, but I don't think it's on any maps. Not <laughs> not any official maps. You won't find I, it on Google Earth. I'm gonna have to look that up. I wonder. There, there. Surely there is one Blacksville, right? There's gotta be. Come on. Let's see. Oh yeah, there's a Blacksville, West Virginia, Blacksville, Georgia. There's all kinds of Blacksville's. All right. That's, That's where the Negroes took over. Funny part is it looks here like the Blacksville is always on the south side of Whitesville in every one of these states, which I find kind of intriguing. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. Is that is that in Plantation County? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I think it might be Cotton County here. I see. Good God. Oh, it's just wrong. You know what? People forget about. I mean, I'm not saying I feel bad about slavery and all that stuff, but everybody who was in charge of that died already. Right. Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, except well, for I the vampires. That's the that's the quote unquote quote unquote a whole bunch of quotes issue, is that uh, then we shouldn't honor them, you know. Which I guess that that makes sense for people that tried to secede from the Union and lost. They lost right. the fucking war, you know. Who do you, you know? Why would you want to honor them? But Stephen F. Austin died, I think, twenty five years before the the Confederacy even happened. So he did other good things, I guess even though he had slaves. Name one. Name one good thing. He invented the uh, handlebar mustache. Did <laughs> he really? Awesome. He's he a did. Well, no. See, is that why so many... Uh, I thought maybe they were going to change the name of uh, Austin like Doucheville or Hipster Town. But now I well, guess it would probably be the handlebar mustache capital of the world. Instead of like... <laughs> it, it might be. Yeah, it is. They've been working on that for a while. <laughs> I'm glad that you never got into that hipster thing. I'm kind of surprised because you're like a cutting edge guy, but uh, I, I thought maybe you would grow a handlebar mustache. I always cutting edge is one thing, trying too hard is another. And from the get go, that hipster shit just seemed like people that were like, Mm-mm, "You just really like attention, don't you?" Yeah, I feel sorry for all these people that I've noticed, like people getting married and whatnot, and I see in the paper. You know, they have their pictures, and you're like, well, is it uh, 2018 or, like, 1841? You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm surprised people aren't having their pictures taken with, like, those old-timey cameras that, like, have that, poof. (laughs) Like a a glass plate negative. Yeah, exactly. And so they can brag about it later. Yeah, we had our wedding picture taken on a camera that hasn't had film since uh, 1841. Wait, you can get that off of Etsy. <laughs> you probably can't. You know what? They don't even know that there's a Photoshop uh, plug-in that can make that any picture look like that for you. But it's free for the iPhone. Have you uh you you watching a lot of movies with your son? Just out of curiosity. Uh, when I have time, which isn't much, but yeah, when we get time, sure. Why? I've just had a breakthrough with my daughter. She's I've like got her into watching these old Disney. Movies that I liked when I was mm-hmm. a kid, like The World's Strongest Man. Oh, sweet. You've ever seen that with Kurt Russell? No, I haven't. But you have good. not? No. Uh, Blackbeard's Ghost. I mean, these are like old, old. These are movies that were in the theater when I was a kid. Anything That's with cool. Dean Jones, dude, just Google Dean Jones. Anything with Dean Jones fucking rocks. That's all Dean I want Jones. He was an awesome character. I mean, you'll probably recognize him. He was like in every yep, yep, I do. movie, like the Snowball Express. I was Absolutely. so excited that my daughter loved the Snowball Express. Did she really? She did. And, you know, I, I was I was scared because she likes, you know, she gets bored by movies that were made fucking 10 years ago. But that just goes to show you that, like, these old Disney movies where both parents are still alive still have some fucking staying power. It doesn't always have to be one parent dead. And why is it always the mom, if you've ever noticed? It's always the mom that's dead in a fucking Disney movie. Uh, Because moms are the best parent. We know that. (laughs) Right. 
That's true. So, you know what? It's like, all right, you've only got a dad. You're already behind the eight ball. <laughs> That's right. Mom, yeah, there's a pretty good chance you're probably going to turn out all right anyways. The only thing worse than not having a dad is having a dad. That's probably true. It's having uh, my dad is probably worse than having not having a dad. Huh. Probably saying the same thing my daughter thinks. I hope not. Do you ever think about that? What's your legacy? Ugh, it doesn't look good so far. It's bleak. Mine's awesome. It's like hypersloth. That's my legacy. I'm good with that. Remember we were going to write our, our, uh, our obituaries? obituaries, and here's how mine starts. It goes... Your lies, well, I guess I won't be lying yet because I, I want to be cremated, actually. I don't really want to be full yeah. of wax and shoved into a, a fucking hole in the ground. Me too. You know Me I mean, too. ashes to ashes, dust to dust, I guess. Maybe that's what that means. But it says, here lies Zigzag, man of unimpeachable, un, unimpeachable strength and brain power. That's as far as I got. Wow, humble. I like it. Well, I'm, I'm not going to be humble in my thing. I'm going way back. I'm like, <laughs> Zigzag also pitched uh, six strikeouts in Little League, six perfect games in Little League, five of them by complete strikeouts, which is unheard of, by the way. Had 37 home runs in Little wow. League. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. I'm not, dude, I am not going to be fucking humble in my death. I'm not humble in my life. Why shall I be humble in my death? That's some Kim Jong-un level bragging right there. Yes, dude. I went out and golfed like a 41 the other day. Did you really? Is that good? I don't know. That would be awesome, except I did it on four holes. So, no, that is not awesome. Wait, no one needs to know that. 41 under par is good, but 41 over par is bad. Over par is the bad one. Under par is the good one. So, par is like the the, the default, the average, you've got to do this. Doing it in less than that means you're pretty good. Right, but par, like a par golfer, a person that shoots par golf is still a fucking amazing golfer. Because you're not, no dude is going to go out there and shoot fucking par. Very few people can shoot par in golf. Most people shoot like 20 over par. I must admit, I'm into the low 80s now, which is like 10, 9 or 10 over par. So that's pretty fucking good, I might say. What? Which part of the – okay, I always envision golf as being having three segments. One is the drive where you just fucking let it rip. And then it's getting from there to the the uh, putting area, and then it's putting. Right. Which one of those – which one of those three segments to ensure that you're going to have a good round? This is what they say. Drive for show, putt for dough. Whoa. Right? Anybody like – Really, it's all about your second shot. You can have a fucking terrible drive, but as long as you get your second shot close to the green, you're probably all right. It's all about second shot. I coined that phrase in, like, 1985. So it's did a, you really? It's a winner. I did. And now, people say, now I've noticed that people actually say it. Of course. Well, I mean, I don't want to. Another humble brag on my part. <laughs> Put that in the obituary. I also invented this, I do believe. What is that? Hang on. The future. Yes, you did. And the future of the future. The future of the future. I like that one. That's my favorite. I do, too. I think that's the better one. I'm glad that uh, Comcast ripped off the future of entertainment so we could come up with the future of the future. Hey, let's get back to your death. 
So yes, great. Sure. You're going to be cremated like I am. Are you going to just have your ashes in an urn for somebody, or do you want them spread and scattered somewhere? Uh, I've actually told my wife she's going to sell them on Etsy for like 5 or $6 a gram. Sweet. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Be part of my. Be part of the dream. Be part of the dream team. So are you my, gonna I will me? leave you a small one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You knew what I was getting at. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll leave you a small thing. Well, I mean, obviously I'm gonna outlive you, but if there was some terrible accident, and I did not outlive you, I will make sure that you get a small piece of me. I'll make sure it's my foreskin. I'll make sure that they burn up my foreskin, especially for you. Thank you. The the best part. Only if you promise to put a pinch between your cheek and gum. <laughs> of course I will. Absolutely. Luckily for you, there will only be a pinch. Between all my cheeks, if you know what I mean. Well, I mean, the funny part is I told you before that uh, most people have a foreskin. I have a tin skin. <laughs> That's above par. <laughs> that is above par. Plenty of holes in one with that tin <laughs> skin, if you know what I mean. That's quite a driver. <laughs> Drive for drive for show. That's what they say. <laughs> Stroke for dough. <laughs> Stroke for dough, man. Stroke so for saving dough. What's going dough, on with you? Sure. How's this? Uh, what's going on with uh, this website building? Are you are you working on this website for what's his face? Are you allowed to talk about it? Have you signed some kind of confidentiality agreement? Actually, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. Um, it's going well, actually. They sent the uh, designs, the mock-ups, you know. And I got the first three pages knocked out. Well, that's all the pages they sent, so I got those knocked out. And today I had the first phone call with that team to go over them. And, uh, How many people are on the team? Just two, the head of marketing and the uh, the graphic designer. And so we went through these three pages, and it was a very odd experience because they're they're great gals for sure, but they're very – monotone they're not reactive in the moment and so i'm like going through all these pages and i'm getting nothing back other than mm-hmm okay yeah okay i see yeah well what about okay right and so i'm just like god oh, they fucking hate it what the fuck we're done here and we get to the end of the and they're like well this is awesome we are super excited y'all, y'all did a great job they're and just so, hollywood people they don't know how to be nice and uh, so I'll get a good night's sleep for the first time in a long time tonight. Have you been pretty worried about it, Abby? Did they give you money up front or something? Uh, they split the payments into three parts, and, they yeah, they already paid two parts of it. Really? I mean, you're that close to being finished already? Fuck no. The deadline is the end of August, and this is really, honestly, like a three-month project. So they should have started earlier. So that's mainly the problem is that it's we're kind of under the gun on a short runway to get this shit done. That's the biggest hurdle. It's not the technical aspects. But, uh, yeah, they make their final payment when it's live, but they've already made the first two payments. Now, how – why the end of August? Or is there something happening, or is it just like that was just a deadline they gave themselves? No, that's when this guy's – several of his new TV series uh, premiere for the new season. I see. Like Single Father Feud? Is that one, <laughs> yes. of, the, one of the shows yes. coming up with? It's Single Father versus uh, New Boyfriend Feud. Oh, that sounds like a good one. I would tune in for that. You know what's funny is I was following a guy today 
And on the back of the truck, you know, they got those families, like the little family of sick people or whatever they have on the back of the truck. Yeah. This one had a dude, a chick, and a dog, right? Yeah. And over the chick was two pieces of black tape. <laughs> I was like, I was just saying to myself, I wonder if he he bought that or if it he did that. You know what I mean? I like to think that guy was clever enough to do that. Then I like look around at people. I'm like, no one, no one's clever as us. They're just not out. Just our listeners are as clever as us. People are good at recognizing cleverness. They're not that good at being clever. Not like us. That's a good thing for us, really. It is. If you think you're clever, tune in, and we'll tell you that you are or you're not. Take the Hypersloth Clever Test. Call us in, 646-668-8826. But first, you have to divide that by two, and then multiply it by two to get the right number. That's the first test. So the number, I'm going to go ahead and do that for you. The number would be 323-334-4413. Dude, let's do this. Let's, on, on the, for the 300 show, do we got a 300 show coming up soon, do we not? We do, yeah. Jesus Christ. I think we could pay someone on Fiverr to let us interview them. They can be totally anonymous or whatever, and we get to interview them on our show. We just hire somebody to be interviewed on our show. People on Fiverr will do anything for five bucks. Really? Like I said, we should invent 499er. Yes, I, I listened to that episode again, and I was like, <laughs> fucking hey, we should. Or how about $4? $4. Four-er. They're probably as as we it, 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 If we get rich, I, I'm fine getting rich a penny a day. If in the end we're making four billion pennies a day. Well, that's why I'm saying maybe that fifty percent or that uh low low uh low roller gambling technique is probably a fucking money maker where people just fucking bet it well penny. Yeah. A single fucking roll of a dice. Think how fast you could fucking rack up money with that. The yeah. dice the virtual dice rolls in fucking one second. Not even. Yeah. You just hook your PayPal up account and it's just like me and Rufus are just vacuuming fucking pennies out of your account. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to, like, click a button to roll. You can just set, okay, my limit is yeah, $12. Roll. We'll just continue rolling the dice until you lost Let it roll up. feature. Let it roll. That's right. Get Jim Morrison to say it for us. Let it roll, baby, roll. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we should do that. I think that, I mean, how hard would that to be come up with? I already got half of it built. There's a, a website called Dice Roll. So that part's already done. Well, goddamn, there you go. I mean, it's just a what random number generator. Hook up a fucking PayPal account to that, and we're fucking in business. That's all you got to do. <laughs> right. I mean, technically, really, it is, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Now, how do we scale that up, though? To what? A nickel? A nickel, a dollar, ten dollars, your life but savings. In order to bet a nickel, you have to pay a subscription fee of nine ninety nine a month. There you go. It's the subscriptions where you make the fucking money. Yeah. That's why at one time we had an idea for an app that was going to make it so you could just sign up for free trials and never have to fucking pay for a subscription. Yes. It would remind you. It, it was like uh, you sign up for a seven-day free trial. It automatically stored the date, and it would remind you, hey, you're about to pay for this shit. Cancel it if you want. Man. 
Man, we were on top of it. Remember Panhandler? Remember the Panhandler app? I do remember that app. Son of a bitch. Remember the app where we were just going to have fucking people buying shit from Amazon when they're visiting the Grand Canyon and have it waiting for them at fucking home? Yes. <laughs> what are we doing? Why, I don't why, know. One of us could have been a coder by now. It sounds like we're reading our own obituaries now. It does. Well, you know what? I'm listing all that shit in my obituary, by the way. Oh, remember when I'm he had this idea? Yelp. Remember how I told you that I invented Yelp when I was at St. Edwards? <laughs> Just tell me that. So, Yelp, you sure did. <laughs> I'm listing that in my obituary. That you came up with the idea first, or that yeah. you're, you're the Yelp guy? Where was no that I came up with the idea first? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if I dug into where Yelp came from a little deeper, and it turns out it was my computer science class from St. Edwards that ah. took my idea and probably moved it to Silicon Valley. I she was a hateful lesbian. you? Look into it, man. I mean, we'll never see each other again because you'll disappear. But if I look into what who founded Yelp, I mean, does Yelp even make any money? I think uh, Yelp at, stock is at like a fucking dollar. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, they make money from advertising, and business owners pay them a certain so amount. People don't to, rude things. It's like an extortion payment. Hey, if you're paying us, you can get <clears throat> take out the negative fucking reviews. But if you're not paying us, people fucking can say whatever the fuck they want about your shithole. Yeah, Yelp can fuck up your business, that's they for sure. Yes, it can. I can't tell you how many times. I've been screwed by Yelp just by going to a place that someone gave a good review. Mm-hmm. When someone gives it a bad review, it must be really fucking bad. Oh, yeah. I've said, I never give a review unless it's a terrible place or so goddamn good that I, I'm absolutely blown away. Just a place that's okay? I, maybe I should, but... Yeah. I don't give reviews because I'm too fucking busy to give reviews thinking about how to cure fucking or how to take care of problems. But if I was going to review, I'm only giving fucking positive reviews because there's enough fucking negativity in the world. You don't, you might fucking like this place, right? I don't, mm-hmm. maybe I'm not as fucking smart as I think I'm as, as it comes to food or drinks or whatever. Somebody could go to a place and go, this is the best fucking meal I ever had. You know what this I mean? This is true. The only thing I would ever rate on a fucking, on a <clears throat> for that is, is service. Because there's something you can do if you're getting bad service at a place. Right. That's an easy fucking fix for the, you know, I think that the manager or the owner needs to know your service fucking sucks. I agree. Because if you watch Bar Rescue or any of those fucking shows, it's always the fucking service that's fucking everything up, right? Only so many ways to fucking cook a hamburger and a fucking plate of fries or fucking pop the top on a beer. But it's the fucking people that work there that set the tone for what exactly. a shithole that they are. You know, it's always, too, if you've ever noticed, and I've, been, I've watched a few episodes while I was on vacation of Bar Rescue. If, if for those people that are not familiar with this gem of a program, it's a program with John Tapper, I believe is his name, correct, Rufus? Convenient name, Tapper. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's his real fucking Great, great branding. But he goes around and he makes over bars that are failing, and like nine times out of ten, the owner is sleeping with the head waitress who has hired all her fucking retarded, drug addict, alcoholic friends yep. to work yep. there and bleed the fucking place dry while giving nobody any service except for the fucking guys that are selling them drugs, it looks like to me. 
Yeah, or or there's two two owners and one oh, yeah. stand up guy who's trying to make it work, and the other one's an alcoholic that's right. just like, yeah, free booze for me yeah. and all my friends. Let's take some shots. And you're just like, when you know, it's sad when the people that are getting the free shots don't even want to sit down with this fucking guy. <laughs> no shit. No, no free shots over here, dude. We're good as long as we don't have to spend fucking 30 seconds talking to your stupid ass. Have you seen that one where it's so fucking, the management is so lax and the people just don't give a shit so much that the guy, like, rides a horse into the bar? Nothing <laughs> says class. No, it, I think it shits on the floor too, and they're just like, "Who? How much Why is nobody coming show? in?" How about remember that one show where they would like go behind the scenes? It was like a, it was kind of like Bar Rescue, but the guy would set up a bunch of hidden cameras, and then like bring the owner in. Yeah, what the fuck was the name of that show? It was, uh, it was restaurants, not bars. Yeah, but, uh, right. What was it fucking yeah. called? Like restaurant undercover or some fucking retarded. Something team. like that. It was a little more goofy and I think that played up. So fucking set up. But dude, yeah. you see now Gordon Ramsay made the same exact fucking show, pretty much. What? Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. And then now he has one called Twenty Four Hours in Hell, right? Where he goes and fucking makes over these restaurants in twenty four hours. He went to this one in the French Quarter, right? And it's called I can say it because it's on TV. The Old Coffee Pot, which, first of all, sounds like a disgusting fucking name for a, a restaurant to me. You know what I mean? When I yeah. think of the Old Coffee Pot, I'm like, old, rusty, disgusting right. coffee pot that's been pissed on or in or Black, something. Black, rusty shit. So he goes into this place, and he's like, you know, how he always goes through the kitchen or whatever, right? And he's sure. like, eh, you know, he's, of course he's opening shit and, like, throwing up, basically. And I'm sure that, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure some of these places it looks like there's fucking dead animals being stored in the walk-in. Oh, but yeah. he goes over to this toaster, right? A he toaster. goes over to a toaster, right? Just a toaster, because it's, it's a fucking breakfast place, right? Uh-huh. And I don't even know how you can fail. They're on fucking, in the French Quarter, on, like, the main drag in downtown fucking New Orleans. And they're failing as a fucking business. I don't even know if that's fucking possible. Their clientele is hung over people that will eat anything. <laughs> and drunk people who, you know, and they're open 24 hours. So, I mean, it, it, oh, you can fucking make a mint selling $5 beers out the fucking front window. <laughs> but, of course, this place is failing. Well, and the guy, it's got the sob story effect where the guy sure. who owns the restaurant borrowed a bunch of money, right? And then he's living in a trailer park. His wife ends up sleeping with, like, the 19-year-old trailer park guy next door. So he's in the middle of a divorce from his wife. He's watching his four kids who are under the age of five. Good God. You know, so it's, it's got the tug at the heartstrings part to it. But Gordon Ramsay, I digress. Gordon Ramsay goes over to this toaster. He's looking in this toaster, right? And he's like, uh-huh. oh, my God. Oh, my bloody God. You know how he talks, like a, like a foreigner. But he's like, oh, my bloody God. And he turns his fucking toaster upside down, dude, and a fucking mouse, uh, like, her mouse falls out. And at that point, I'm like, man, I'm hoping that is just for the fucking show. Jesus Christ. Being the guy that's sitting at this bar because the the toaster was out (laughs) at, like, the, the main area. No, shit. I don't know why. This made no sense to me, but. I guess their chick could like do toast on to order or something and take it out to a <laughs> table. 
But I just was like, imagine being the guy that's sitting there one day and you smell this fucking burnt hair (laughs) smell and it's this fucking mouse being roasted in the toaster like two feet you're sitting. I mean, there had to be a guy that that happened to. So hopefully that mouse ate a stick of butter before he got stuck in there. But this place had a bunch of old waitresses, right, who didn't give a shit. So it was all, basically, the downward spiral goes from the service part of the restaurant, because if you can't get good service, people are like, fuck that. It doesn't really matter how good your food is. And then it just is like, oh, I guess then you got to buy cheaper food because you don't have the clientele coming in. So he had hired a bunch of these old ladies who were like, but oh, they've been, look, the one lady had been working there for fucking 46 years. Okay? Time to fucking retire. You know, she stopped, she started hating her job, I'm sure, at fucking year two. And here she is 44 fucking years later, and you're expecting her to give good service to fucking customers? Retire, lady. You're killing this guy's business. You know what I mean? Just fucking retire. Oh, and did I mention, it's almost worth watching this episode of the show, because the lady running the kitchen is obviously a fucking crack addict pill popper. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. This lady is so fucked up, dude. Damn. Even like scramble an egg. And they made her the kitchen manager just because she came in one day and was like, uh, gave him the sob story. So they put Uh. her in the kitchen and she like elbowed her way to kitchen manager. Didn't know anything about fucking ordering food or making food or making schedule. (laughs) But dude, the first thing that that Gordon Ramsay does, and I got to give him credit for this, is says, you have to fucking fire this lady. Oh, my God. She's, like, got Band-Aids all over her fucking arms and shit. (laughs) And the one guy goes, man, we'd all be rich if if we were, uh, if we were, got paid for every minute she was gone. Because in the middle of every day, she's like, I got to go somewhere and, like, leave for, like, two fucking hours. Jesus Christ. Yeah. God bless about service, the opposite is also true, at least for me. Like, if uh, if there's a restaurant that's kind of mediocre, if I know the service is good and they always treat me like I'm their best friend, I'll go there. Just right. so I don't have to find the bullshit. Well, yeah, I mean, you're saying the service is good then. Right, but I'm saying it doesn't have to be like the food is excellent and the oh, service. Oh, no, I agree. Sometimes it's all the service about is- service. All about service to me. I, I don't know if it's just me, dude, but I get bad service like 90% of the time. It might be you, then. Maybe it is. I, I might be too nice, I think. You know what I mean? It's, it's me and my wife, I guess, because anytime we go out, we get terrible fucking service. It's really? You get the service where the, you're like, how's your day going? And the lady like goes into like, well, uh, electricity's about to get cut off, and I broke my back molar and my wife is in jail. You're like, Why the fuck okay. would you ask a waiter or waitress how their day is going? Don't do that. That's you know the problem. Not, Don't open the gate. When someone says, how are you, I guess it's just instinct for me to say, pretty good. How are you? Oh, no. Because you got to change that. Just say, no, I'm good. I'll have the. <laughs> I like that. No, I'm good. I'm good. Now get lost before I fucking bitch slap you. I mean, be polite, but it's not a goddamn conversation. Well, I guess I figure by asking how they are, maybe I'm I'm assuring myself good service. 
but maybe I'm stirring up like bad emotions in these people when I'm like, how are you? And they're like, eh, and they're thinking in their brain, like my credit card bill is overdue. And they're like, oh, I don't even want to go to this fucking guy's table anymore. This upbeat jackass who probably paid his uh, electric bill on time this month. They're the only escape from their terrible lives is when they get to work and, and, and just lose track of their thoughts. And there you go, bringing it all back up. That's what I mean. You know, and what's funny, when I think, speaking of my electric bill, I can tell you right now that I'm never current on my electric bill. I've been one month behind on my electric bill since, like, 1993. Damn. I can't. I don't know what it is. I just, I just, I wait for the fucking one bill to come, and I'm always just a month behind. It's not like I, I could probably, I could, I, I know I could just pay a month in advance and, like, be caught up to zero, but I just, I don't do I can't even imagine how much money I've donated in like fucking three dollar or five dollar overdue fees in the last fucking thirty years. Wow, you get overdue fees because we just get uh, we get the normal bill that says here here's what you paid this month and it's past here's the past due amount. Right. But there's no like over fees. It's like either pay what you owe oh, us or I pay this you month. You should probably look a little closer, my friend. Look a little closer. It's on there. It's very small type. It's in very, very small type. Let me put it that way. Really? I'm sure I could have bought a car or something by now with the money. You know yeah. what? The deal, dude, I was looking through my cable bill the other day because I'm, I'm about to just get rid of fucking cable and go with, like, Sling, like you have. Yeah. Because I was talking to another guy about Sling. And, I mean, we only watch four fucking channels at my house, Nickelodeon, the Food Network, mm-hmm. and maybe A&E, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, or the History Channel, maybe. Yep, yep. But really, that's it. I'm probably 10 channels we watch. And I'm paying like $300 a fucking month for channels. Wow. Watch. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Jesus Christ. It's re- and you know what's funny is one time I bargained them down, and they're like, okay, it's going to be 155 bucks a month. And I'm like, sweet. Okay. You know, sounds yeah. good. And I get the bill, and yeah, it's a, they knocked off like, let me put it this way. My package, dude, is $189 a month. The rest of the fucking bullshit is fucking fees, right? For I'm what? Okay, here's an example of a fee, dude. Regional sports fee, $8 a fucking month. Regional oh, you love sports, sports though. That's it, especially the regional shit, dude. I can't get enough fucking high school <laughs> basketball or fucking yeah, high baseball, you know? Yeah. So that's some kind of fee that they get in trouble for. Right, and I, I wonder what their profitability is on charging me a fucking regional sports fee, because I guarantee you, every dime that they're getting, they're not sending to the fucking government, because the government, I'm sure, has come up with the fee, or that's what they say. Now I've learned one thing about fucking cable bills, dude. Wherever it says fee, is yeah. just their word for fucking tax. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. It's what so, they have to pay to be able to operate. Right. But I'm sure that they pad those fucking fees, surely. Well, of course, because how can you prove they don't? Well, I mean, uh, the government would know, I guess, right? Well, the government's not going to tell but you. They can, say this. They, can, they can say, well, look, here to the government, we're doing you a favor by collecting these fees. We've got to make a fucking dollar every time we collect this fucking fee for you. Well, obviously, they're paying some sort of lobby money to the government. Otherwise, there, there would be truly a la carte. Right. TV oh, yeah. Services. You can get only the channels you want. And, and even now, with the, Sling, that doesn't exist. 
merger. You know what I mean? Okay, so now what? Right. No one's trying to block that. The fucking internet freedom shit, too. That Ajit Pai guy, right? Who is the FCC guy. Yeah. Yeah, They're the one that's getting rid of net neutrality. Yeah. And they're like, they try to spin it like it's a fucking good thing. Oh, they yeah. do. You can t- this is how you can tell when people are fucking lying in politics. Because they'll say stuff like, more competition is going to make prices go lower. In the meantime, they're letting everything, every fucking business buy up every fucking business. Right. When there's two businesses left, that all there is is price fixing. There's price fixing when there's a hundred fucking businesses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's, you know, one company that owns 25 businesses, but each one of those businesses is its own LLC, so they're technically their own business, right. and they're competing. But Well, I'm just saying, like, Verizon or AT&T. You know, what are your cho- – how many choices you got for your cell phone? None. <laughs> even if you get – even if you get something like – I've got a straight talk, right? You know, right. it's prepay. Supposed to be prepaid. It's using Verizon. Right, it's on their network, right? It's, a, it's the same thing. The only difference is I don't have a contract, but it's the exact same fucking company. Do they say powered by Verizon or anything? Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. Do they really? Uh-huh. That's cool. That's bad marketing. That's bad marketing on their part. You know what I mean? Because they should. Most people that go to Straight Talk have probably been burned. By either AT&T or Verizon, and they're well, like, fuck, they've been suing me for $1,800 right now, powered by fucking Verizon, yay. I mean, that, that'll make it obvious, but if, if you look into your shit, it's Verizon. Right. Usually, when I look in my shit, it's corn, if I can recognize something. Usually, lately, for me, it's been like hair and teeth, which is kind of odd. <laughs> really? That is odd. That really little odd. you always wanted is finally coming out of your ear. Yeah. God bless him. Just that twin I absorbed in the womb. <laughs> well, like a little bit of him tried to escape out of the top of your head, but you surely had that clipped off. I did, and he tasted great. <laughs> I would love you didn't get to keep that, did you? You know what? No. That's probably in some fucking laboratory somewhere, for all you know, in Area 51, and they're like fucking dissecting <laughs> it to see what the fuck was growing out of the top of your head. Did yes, this is. This is totally normal, Mr. Rufus. Uh, we'll be <laughs> taking this with us today. I bet it's still growing. Maybe they, when they took that out, they put a microchip in my head. And they're like, we need to keep tabs on this fucking weird There's thing. There's a Ruby plot for you, dude. That little thing, they're growing it in a lab, and it comes back to fucking get you because you had it snipped off your head. Like, wow. Now it's like some kind of angry lover who is, like, mad at you. You know, you don't think your head's good enough for me, you cocksucker. I've fucking been stewing in this test tube just thinking about my revenge. That's some Stephen King-level shit. I'll tell you what. Here's the Stephen King-level angle. You got a cyst growing on your head that gets bigger and bigger, and you become a badass, best-selling author, but you have this thing removed, and suddenly you can't fucking write anymore. <laughs> Turns out you're getting all your fucking mojo from right. the on top of your head. And then that thing becomes a badass writer. Dude, but... Uh... You were a little cooler when you had the thing. You were a little more of a rebel. I had a horn, man. <laughs> you might as well have been. You were like castrated from the top of your head. I was. It was my third testy. That's what I called it. With all the fucking growth hormone in it. I could kind of tickle it and feel something in my pelvic area. Really? 
Yeah. Or squirting. <laughs> well, I, sometimes it would leave a little goo on my fingertip. I'll tell you what. If you could do that, how that thing, you would still have it. You would, uh, you could, if you could touch it on top of your head and have it make you fucking release, you would never get rid of that fucking thing. What if you no. did? What if that was a deal and you got rid of it and then you could no longer get an erection? <laughs> you ever did any of those things even cross your mind about what might happen? She, honestly, move. No, I never thought that it was connected somehow to my orgasmic experience. Well, what about your brain power? Well, me not know what it do now. Right. Like you said, dude, you've changed a lot. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And you're still wearing a hat. Maybe you still, is there like a scar or do you grow hair over where the nub was? No. Wow. It's it's weird you asked me about that because I was thinking about that scar today. There is a scar there. It's not nearly as as obvious as the uh, thumb-sized cyst itself. But uh, when I used to buzz and shave my head, you could see the scar. And I would sometimes grow my hair out enough to, to need a haircut, and somebody, the barber would ask, wow, what what happened to your head here? I don't want to be rude. And well, I came up with the fucking barber, and I need to tell this to the next guy that's sitting in this fucking chair. <laughs> right. Well, they didn't want to, like, anyway. So I came up with a story to tell him. And I, oh my so, God, made a story up. God bless you. I did. I did. So my brother, this is legit. My brother works for an oil company down in South West Texas in the desert on this huge fucking ranch that butts up against the, uh, the border. And back when he first started, one of his things to do was he had to go on a patrol with some other guys and, you know, a, a Jeep or something and just drive around and clean up all the stuff that the uh, border jumpers, the immigrants left. Yep. And they had random shacks on this property. I mean, it was, you know, like 10,000 acres or something. <clears throat> Nothing ever happened. But what I'd tell the barbers is that, yeah, I went on a ride along with my brother who does this thing. And there was this shack that we stopped at. And we walked in there and just to clean it up. And it turns out there was like 14 dudes sleeping in there. We didn't know what to do, but they woke up and some fucking shit hit the fan. And next thing I know, these guys have machetes out and then I get fucking tapped on the head and I wake up four days later in the hospital and the doctor said that some guy split my scalp wide open and that's where that came from. How big is this fucking scar? It's not that big. I mean, it's oh, only... Christ, you got me thinking. That... Actually, that seems pretty big though right there. That's I thought it was like my thumb. Well, yeah, but that was sticking up wise, right? The base of it wasn't as fat as your thumb. Well, yeah, I mean the whole thing was about the size of my thumb, the length and the girth. Right. So, but this, the bottom part of your thumb was attached to your head. Yeah. So to cut it out, I mean they had to cut that much to plop that out. So, so you know it what? was growing like that. It was like <laughs> a spine on top of your. That was kind no, of no. It was growing straight up. It was like laid over like oh, that, so over. they had to cut. You know what you should have had to do, dude? You should have had them just cut it and let it so it can finally stick straight up. And you could be like a <laughs> Teletubby. Maybe you were a Teletubby. I could have been. I'm just thumbs up head man. I watched this fucking thing about the uh, the border on Frontline. You familiar with Frontline, the show on PBS? Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. but of course. <laughs> That's another 
you know, here I am. You know what I watch mostly is like PBS, and I and I'm paying for cable, but I could get PBS. But the problem with that is you can't get anything over the fucking air anymore because the cable company's like, you know what? We need to trap that. And and you know what's crazy is I actually have to pay an over the air fee. What? Yeah. Yes, you pay an over the fucking air fee. Can you so get I, an like, supplement? This is the sad part, dude. What you're doing with that over the air fee that you pay in your cable bill is you're supplementing the channels that are getting screwed by the fucking cable company because they can no longer broadcast for free over the air. Why can't they? I mean, I put an antenna on... I don't care if you buy... I've been so through so many of those fucking antennas that you buy for the back of your TV. There's a flat one. There's one to plug into the wall. None of them fucking work, dude. None of them fucking work. They'll work. This is the crazy part. And I swear to God, any, call in and tell me if you've ever had this happen, 646-668-8826. They work like this. They'll work for like 10 minutes. Then they fucking go out. Then they'll come wow. back on. You like have to switch around. And I swear the cable company is fucking with that. So finally you're like, just give me fucking cable already. <sighs> because really, the, 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 and the most convenient part is, is they only come back in when there's a commercial on. Basically, you know what's upsetting about like traveling to Mars, like in reality, is because it's big corporations that are going to get us there. So we're going to go to Mars and be like, we're free. And then it's going to be corporations that own Mars, too. Sorry, the corporations used up all your fucking natural resources on Earth. Now you're on Mars. Why? I mean, I don't care. No matter what, dude, there's no way living on Mars is going to be better than living on a fucked up Earth, I wouldn't think. No, no. But I'm, I'm just saying the corporations will never leave. But we're going to get to no. We're going to get to Mars thinking that we're like ex- escaping the shithole of Earth. But it's going to be, you know, Comcast is the people that are going to be having cable. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, those, I mean, I like to think that Elon Musk has like a better plan for the earth or something. At least he's trying. It seems like it's people yeah. like Jeff Bezos who just collects fucking money hand over fist every day. He's like, yeah, I don't really fucking feel like furthering anything. You know what I mean? I'm doing my job yeah. by getting people to stay in their houses. Jeff Bezos. I mean, the guy makes, he has to lose 20 million, $28 million a day just to fucking break even on how much money he's making. Doesn't that make it? Does it seem sick to you? I mean, like, look, if I made different than it's him. If it was me, I'd be more like Elon Musk. That's what I want to say. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'd be altruistic and try to do something with it. But really, at some point, just honestly, if I made a hundred million dollars, oh, yeah, I'd be like, I'm fucking done doing anything forever. I'm just not gonna why, why try. You? Right. But but especially. I could see doing it motivated by, like, Elon Musk values. See, you know? I could, yeah, he probably got bored because he tried to retire, right? And he's like, this isn't for me. This is why people commit suicide. But just like a pure profiteer, you know, once you get to the point where you can, you have more money than you can ever spend in your life, then what's driving you is just pure Maniac- greed. Maniacal, like the Cook brothers. Yes. You know what I mean? You're just – you – you have this thing in your brain that says the whole world needs to live like us. You know what I mean? The whole brain needs to listen to us because we fucking know better about uh, abortion 
and, you know, all that bullshit. And they don't. The problem is there's so many kids out there being abused. That what, mm-hmm. what is right at some point? Is it right to terminate a pregnancy in the fetus? Or is it right to bring a fucking kid into this earth that's going to fucking suffer every day until they turn into fucking who knows what? Where, where are your ethics there? Where are you complaining about people being on fucking welfare, but you don't believe in fucking abortion or protected sex? So how do you, you know, if you don't believe in a condom, you got no right to say, well, we don't believe in welfare either, because you can't expect everybody to fucking pull their weight. (laughs) No shit, or pull out in time. Right. Well, no one does that. No. I was the master puller outer, let me tell you that. Knock wood. Really? Yeah. I don't have any children that I'm aware of. Don't you love that line? Which is probably a true line. You know, I I might have some kids out there. I had some one-night stands. Like I said, we should do that website where you just type in that one-night stand that you had a long time ago. You like the bar, the general date, (laughs) some chick's name. You know what I mean? Her first name, and it tries to match you up with some chick you had a one-night stand with fucking 25 years ago. I would not want to know. Actually, I kind of would because yeah, you know, I did would. that for a reason, right? Okay, here's the deal. I might need a liver. Why would I not want to make sure that there's not some kid I got out there just in case I need to harvest one? I wonder if you could just find out, like, we can set up a private eye business that will go out and search for your children and let you know if you have them or not, but not let them know who you are or that you're available. Well, surely we could partner with like a 23andMe and Ancestry DNA. Well, they probably, if you've ever done any of those tests, they probably already know if you have a fucking kid out there. That's how they caught that murderer, they were that cold case murderer from like 1970s. Did you see that? What? No. Yeah, they caught a dude that had like, it was a cold case, a serial killer from the 1970s in California. They caught him because. Someone, this is a crazy fucking story. Someone that was related to him had one of those 23andMe DNA tests. Yeah. And they matched the fucking DNA to this cold case to someone that, you know, wasn't in the system. The dude wasn't in the system. But the match from his relative was close enough to make this guy a fucking suspect, and they fucking caught him. That is fucking insane. So, dude, you put your stuff in there. They have every right. They send it off to the fucking government. Ooh. On the other one hand, I don't like that it's not confidential like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. I said they're growing that little thing on the top of your head in the fucking in Area 51 right now. I mean, I I get ugh, I get wanting to report a serial killer, but if I'm giving you my fucking DNA, you better keep it to your goddamn self and just <laughs> tell me. Read the fine print, my friend. Read the fine print, because you're not keeping it to yourself. You're sending it right to the fucking big man, the government. Mm. Me no likey. So what if cloning, you know, they could clone you, technically, right? Physically. DNA test. My wife's going to have a DNA test for, for like a breast cancer screening, right? Holy shit. For no. uh, just routine? Just or... routine. Okay. But still, it's something scary to think about, really. Yeah, no shit. I do not want to buy her fake boobs. Might break one. Well, the sad part is two of her aunts had 
breast cancer. Well, goddamn, man. So I'm I'm kind of on the prowl. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Got my eye out. Well, what? Wait, what? What would the uh, the heads up of a DNA test do? What good would that be? There's other than some kind of gene that they can identify that puts you at a greater risk for having a uh, certain type of breast cancer. This is my understanding. But, but what does knowing that benefit you other than making you worry? Well, because then you'll have mammograms more often, I think. Mm. Or if there's a suspicious lump, they go in and take it out early instead of like being, let's just watch this cancer grow for a while. Because my personal opinion on that, if you find a lump in my fucking body, I want it out. I want it out of my body. Yeah, lumps are no good. I have a lump in my body and my adrenal gland, and I'm like, I want it out. And they're like, we can't do that. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. Go to a plastic surgeon and say, I want this lump out. No, you can't feel the lump. The lump is deep. I don't, maybe the lump's where all my good ideas come from. Well, how do you know you have a lump if it's deep? Oh, because I had a CAT scan and they saw the lump. And they're not concerned about the lump? No, they're actually the lump. 14% of people have the lump. It's more dangerous to take the lump off than it is just to leave the lump on. It's just a, you know what it is? This is the weird part. Guess what it what? is? The other thing that was growing on the top of your head? Yeah. Mine is growing on top of my adrenal gland. But it's way smaller. This is only like smaller than the size of your fingernail. And 14% of people have this adrenal lump. Yep. And most, they don't find it usually until after you're dead. Wow. You might have it, dude. You might be one of the chosen. I like to think of myself as one of the chosen ones. And you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to have my chosen bit chopped off like you did. Hey. I'm going to keep my my chosen, my badge right I, there. I have been a pretty successful guy since having that chosen bit removed. But the deal is you don't know what could have been. Man, that's You'll true. Never You'll never know. You could have been a fucking world-renowned circus freak by now. Well, it did horrify yet please my wife when I used it in certain ways. I bet it did. I know that you can buy one on, uh, on like, uh, Adam and Eve now that you, like, strap on, and it's like a nub that goes on top of your head. <laughs> strap on scalp nub. I've called that thing it was your head clitoris. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Now, was it to the side, or was it straight on? Was it, I mean, did it, did it tell the time? No, it didn't move. It wasn't a compass either. I mean, it didn't show oh, the Bummer. But I could move it. That's great. I could move it. I could like press on one side and it would kind of scoot over. <laughs> I could press it here and it would scoot over under my skin. So it was totally loose on top of your head? Well, it was just right under the skin, you know, so I could kind of. Yeah, I know, but it would always go back to like the position it was first thing in the morning. Yeah. It, it, it had parameters. I couldn't leave it there. I couldn't, like, scoot it over here and leave it. I would just, like, <laughs> poke it, and it would go kind of squirt to one I'm side. That of it if you just kind of, like, put it wherever you want it on your head. <laughs> fuck with people. Shit, if I could do that. Down here for your eyebrows, do, like, a Marlon exactly. Brando with it. I would have given myself, like, a caveman brow if I could scoot right. it down there. The Cro-Magnon, Rufus. Put it on my nose, become a Jew for a day. <laughs> yeah. You could do all kinds of cool shit with that thing. But no, you just had to cut it off. Well, I thought I could do more cool things with it out. Like barbecue it and eat it. 
Not, not looking good. Not no. Looking good. All right, enough about your forehead clitoris. Forehead clitoris, yeah. <laughs> no. Did they give you a percentage of people who have that kind of thing? No, they just said it was they said it was common because there you go. It was uh it happened because I'd banged the shit out of my fucking head on the like the sharp corner of a cabinet coming up one day. Right. And they said what happens is that causes like a little divot in the fatty area right above your skull and then shit starts to collect in there. So they're like, Yeah, it's pretty common. And like I've never seen that on anyone. It's like well it's not that common. You see a lot of people wearing hats. Let's just say that. The people that can't afford the surgery are fucking heavily into wearing a hat. My hat was starting to get lopsided. That's why I took it off. They should make special ones that, like, showcase your thing. Like, it's like <laughs> the hat with a little light on top of it. That, like, <laughs> I was gonna say, the whole cutout with some little lights pointing at it. Dude, they're probably in the fucking, like, the gout was a, a disease for fucking super famous people. A uh, hundred years from now, maybe having that fucking thing growing on your head will be, like, a sign of success. I should have put an apparatus, like, on my head so I could have, like, a 24-7 webcam just pointed <laughs> at it, offer a subscription. You could, you could have yourself, like, cleaning it in the shower. That's right. I had a special toothbrush. <laughs> You massage my lump. You can have it getting pulled deep tissue massage from some special lady you go to that like services your hump. She was wonderful. She was a dwarf. She's Swedish. She had tiny fingers. She just used her pinkies. <laughs> really get in there. Of course you have to it has to grow a few hairs. What if it became a celebrity in its own right? And you just like attached to this thing, and everybody's like, "How's the lump?" You know, and you, after a while, you like start drinking a lot because you're like, "Fuck this!" The fucking lump gets all the attention. <laughs> I become subordinate. Yeah, you see, resentful. You're famous for the lump. The lump has the agent. They try to cut you out of the whole fucking deal. They're like, "Yeah, Cliff gets fucking uh, a per diem of eighty four dollars a week. The rest of the money goes right." Lumps payroll. <laughs> yeah, you're just getting a check, driving it around. Driving it around. Well, you don't have a choice. That, that's no, you know what would be even funnier if it just it had a limo service and you just like had to ride in the back of a limo <laughs> under a sheet. You have to put a sheet over yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a limo under a sheet. Well. It's your head with one of those hats with a little light sticking on the lump. <laughs> Oh, you mean with the lump still in there? I was thinking about it with the lump out doing its own thing. Oh, I like no, it. no. The lump still on top of your head. You're just a fucking uh, employee of the lump. So I'd be doing an interview on TV, and they're like, they have the camera on me, but then slowly it just goes up toward the lump, and I'm like, no, you talk to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then people are tuning in to see what the – that's just a great idea for how the whole thing starts. You're getting interviewed at a – like a, a – baseball game or something and all of a sudden the camera just goes, goes up to your lump and the next day people start like google or not googling like going viral on the lump on your head <laughs> lump man i wonder the finale is though getting the lump removed you'd probably get so much hate mail you'd be like, oh i would bastard. 
sit-ins, hunger strikes. You should go. You can go in the hunger strike and try to starve out the lump. <laughs> try to starve out, but the lump would win. <laughs> the lump would win, and then it turns out in the long run that you were just mentally ill, and <laughs> you gave this really bad hatred for the lump. Started abusing yourself. All right, I smoked some weed, I'll admit it. Did you? Makes a much better movie after smoking the weed, let me put it that way. I don't know, it's a pretty good one without it. <laughs> I'd watch it, sadly enough, because I've seen a lot of bad movies. You know what we need to do? We need to go back a few shows and, and uh, catch up on some of the movies that we reviewed. I guarantee that one with Nick Cage was a fucking stinker. Absolutely. I bet I mean, it was. But I bet it was a- coming out in June. I think so, but I bet it was a fun stinker. Let's look. I'm going to look up Nick Cage recent movies. Oof. What was it called? Long... Like he was a cop, right? Yeah, it had a stupid his son? name. And a stupid was it his son? Story. Like he was teaming up with his son. Lump Cage. Ah, that would be a winner. You know what? We would have to dig way deeper. I mean, if we're talking De Niro as Rufus and probably... Uh, Pacino is the lump. It's kind of how I'm seeing this movie shot. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Boy, no, I'm the lump. No. Hey. Is it Running with the Devil? Was that it? No. No. It, it was something with the devil, I think, though. He's just, he'll do any movies now. Remember when he got in trouble a while back? Didn't he beat up some chick or something? What did he do that was so fucking stupid like 10 years ago that kind of ruined his career? I think he did beat the fuck out of somebody, or try to. What was the name of that fucking movie? This is driving me nuts. All right, I'm looking it up. The List? Yeah. Was that it? Just made The List. The Croods 2. Good God. What? I, I fell asleep trying to watch The Croods 1. Dog Eat Dog. Was that it? I think that might be it. I don't think it is it because it says two X cons, yeah, Vin Diesel and Mad Dog. Look at Vin all the movies this guy's in. He's just a fucking horror for cash right now. Well, he had that house that he got foreclosed on too, right? Yeah, and apparently he's just a a big spender on stupid shit. Wine? Is he one of these guys that buys that has a thirty thousand dollar bottle of, or thirty thousand dollar a month wine habit? I yeah, I think so. Like Johnny Depp. Dude, Johnny Depp might be the coolest motherfucker ever. Because, you know, everybody's all bitching about him spending money on fucking wine or whatever, $30,000 a month or whatever. And he's like, yeah, obviously I had a bit of a a problem. And he's like, but who fucking, what am I going to do with the money? Let it go around the world. You know what I mean? Spend it on something. And then somebody spends it on something else. Why do I have to hoard my fucking money? I can make money anytime I want. He's like, you don't have to fucking answer anybody. That's why he's, I'm in the business, he said. That's why I'm in this business, because I don't want to answer to anybody. And I was like, damn, good for Johnny Depp. Army of One? No, good God, this motherfucker has so many movies coming out. Dog, okay. dog, no. The Runner? It's not Left Behind. That was 2014. Yeah, but who knows what, when this fucking thing actually came out.
Oh, Rufus is serious. He had to pull up his glasses, folks. I was thinking on the way down, dude, you know what they need to invent for when I'm in the studio down here? Glasses uh, that are mirrored but have no tint to them. Surely that's possible. Well, if it was possible, it'd be done. You think so? I don't think anybody ever thought of that. Son of a bitch. I can't fucking find it. Wait, 211. Was that it? I think it had a weird name that didn't make sense. I think you're, well, let's see. Nah, it's, I think it's, you're right. It's that's, got Weston Cage in it as Luke. Yes, yes, that's it. It's a 4.3 on IMDb. Really? That's a way better score than I would have thought. But what the fuck is IMDb? He probably paid for that fucking score. It was called 211? Yeah, the C. Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to tell you, 211 box office. Yeah, that's how you tell if a fucking movie is a success or not. It's in the fucking money. Ooh. Well, this one won't be a success, I'm sure. All-time domestic box office results. Uh, oh my God! Right. All 266 fucking movies. To it, see has where a, it has a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, that now that's a low score, right? Yeah, that, that's the critic score. The audience score is fourteen percent, which is still pretty goddamn bad for an audience they, score. They need to call that the pity score. <laughs> so clearly, uh, once again. The terrible twosome, Rufus and Zigzag, were fucking right on the money about that fucking weak sauce movie. Were we not? I can only hope, yeah, of course we were, but I can only hope it's one of those so bad it's good movies, but I think it's probably just so bad it's bad. Yeah, I think there's those movies that are so bad that they're good, at one point are meant to be good, but a movie like 211 that has no substance, in the fucking movie at all, except that it's just like some, I guess, thriller where people are shooting each other with no real fucking plot story other than some weak-ass line. Storyline is it's just meant to fail on all levels. Yeah, I agree. You can't even feel sorry for it. to like You can't even give it a pity score. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, they tried, you know. You're just like this. They tried, and this is what they tried to do. And the, even the idea of making this movie was a fucking stupid idea. They should not have tried. Right. Do your do everyone a favor. Don't try. You know it's gonna lose money. It's not like my dad. Well, he's been telling you that your whole life. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. You hope. <laughs> I do hope. What you eating? Snickers bar. God damn, you love the Snickers. I haven't had a Snickers in forever, but I swear to God, I'm really wanting the Snickers because you've mentioned Snickers a few times, and it'll just pop in my head one day, and I'll be like, damn, a Snickers. Plus, it had this cool thing on it where it said Troublemaker. Fuck yeah. I'm like, man, can't wait to kick some people in their fucking ear holes tonight. Get violent on some ear holes. Wasn't that the tagline from 211? I think it was. But I'm pretty sure he said get wicked on some asshole. (laughs) I thought it was in asshole. The whole weird part is that 211 is divisible by 69. I thought it was how much money he made at the box office. Man on man 69. Oh, my God. This makes me want to cringe. (laughs) 
Did we talk about ghosts last time? Uh, we may have. I mean, we're deep thinkers. Well, I remember, did, was I telling you that when I was at Curie Beach, where all those fucking soldiers must have died there at that Fort Fisher, and I was just like, smoked a joint, walked over to this, like, battlefield. Right, right? you did, like, you did. Show yourself. If there's a fucking ghost, show yourself, for Christ's sake. Then as I pissed on the beach, I thought, how many fucking Confederate soldiers were probably down here pissing on the fucking beach? Because they were, like, camped out on the beach there. Thousands of them. Well, probably a lot. You, I would you say pissed so. in a historic place. I did. Like a real soldier. That's right. You pissed like a soldier. I did. And I crapped like one, too. Then I was carted away by the police. Well, what else is new? That's true. That's true. I'm like Otis from the Andy Griffith show. Oh, so they didn't cart you away. You just walked to the police station and... I turned myself in every night. Yeah. Poor fucking Otis. What was his real story? Any idea? No. Um, Shoe salesman or... I, I want to see what Otis did for a living. Did he have a job? I don't think he had a job. It was, he, the town drunk was his job. But, I mean, how did he pay for drinks? Was he like sucking dick for fucking whiskey shots or something? Well, I don't know if they called it sucking dick back then. It was more <laughs> like going man fishing. Oh, <laughs> was it? Yeah. Snake hunting? Give me the the pink fishing pole. Do you watch any of the uh, Harry Potter movies? I have not, actually. Well, I had not until recently either, and I mean, I don't, I can't, separate is I can't even get through one without falling asleep, because between the idea that it's like kind of dark, like the way it's shot is dark, but the real part is I can't understand what the fuck they're saying. Really? You know what I mean? It's just like when they're speaking in English, obviously, but they speak like, I don't, I just can't understand what they're saying. I'm like, this is so fucking frustrating, because I probably would like it or not even like it. At least I could watch it if I thought I knew what they were saying. Oh, my God. You need to see Otis Campbell's picture on fucking his Wikipedia page. He has a Wikipedia page. Yes. The character. Okay. He works as a glue dipper in a furniture factory Monday through Friday and drinks all weekend. Sounds a lot like you. But you're more of a weekend drinker. You're Friday to Saturday. Or Saturday to Friday. I'm Monday to Monday, pretty much. That's a daily, that's a weekly drinker. But yeah, a furniture, a glue dipper. What the fuck does that do? I guess that'll probably get you high in its own right. What a typo. Is it sniffer? Glue sniffer. Yeah, I think it was. Glue dipper is that word that they say that you were saying was a snake hunter. What is he dipping in glue? I guess the parts of the furniture. He was on there for seven years. So anyway, so here we go. After a binge, Otis will usually lock himself in the town jail until he is sober. He has a key to the front door of the courthouse, and the cell keys are hung on a nail near the cell. What if, whoa, how hilarious if fucking Otis went in there and locked himself in the cell, right? And I guess he throws the key out so he can't get out, but then no one shows up to fucking let him out. And he is fucking... <laughs> Goes into DTs inside the fucking cell. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a good story. Otis locked himself in and like World War Three hits, and he's the only one left alive, but he's locked in a cell. Right. He just withers away. 
You could live for a while, Otis. Let's see. All right. So the lack of crime in Mayberry and the laid-back attitude of the Sheriff's Department easily accommodates Otis's drinking habit. On one occasion, Otis brings a suit to the jail on Friday before his bench so that he can change into the suit for church on Sunday without going oh. home first. Sweet. What a fucking great American tale, isn't it's it? Kidding. Nothing it is. Middle America like a fucking drunken jackass who fucking goes around getting wasted all weekend and then locks himself in the local jail probably to be eat and uh, watered on your dime to sleep off his fucking bender. I think he's right up there with Paul Bunyan myself. What? <laughs> what? What are they so worried about him doing that he needs to lock himself in a fucking cell? But I really want to know. What, what's What's he so worried that he's going to do that he that's, has to do oh, that? Good point. Ooh, there's some psychological shit that's going on there. Keep him away from Opie. You must stop myself having these thoughts again. Must get locked up. The idea is that he drinks probably a little bit maintenance drinking during the week to keep the thoughts at bay, but then when he <laughs> overdoes it on the fucking weekend, he has no fucking control over no what shit. they're telling him to do. That's a good question, though. What are those thoughts, man? Are they Opie-related? Aunt May-related? Aunt B. Aunt, oh, yeah, Aunt B. Aunt May, I was thinking of Spider-Man. I think they're probably Fife-related thoughts would be my guess. I was going to say something like that. Something about his one bullet kind of turns him on. <laughs> you know what? Don Knotts was a hell of a fucking actor, really. Fuck yeah, he was. In fact, whenever you were talking about Disney movies uh, earlier, I was going to mention Apple Dumpling Gang, which I oh, don't yeah. know is a Disney movie that. or not. Yeah, no, it is. That's a good one. Apple Didn't Dump- he win the Oscar for that? <laughs> I'm... Who knows? He probably did. I hope he did. You know what I mean? Because what? I wonder what kind of movies won Oscars back in the day. They didn't really make. A, did they make a lot of serious movies? Like every movie for a while was, I would think, would be like a comedy because people are trying to escape. You know, no one. There's just not enough media out there. You're like, oh, I need to go see something that's gonna fucking depress me right now. Uh, I don't know. I mean, a lot of Oscar movies that win Oscars, you fucking forget about because they're, you know, movie people like them, but real people Poli- don't. Hollywood politics is how you win a fucking Oscar. Right. I would you guess from that, that era. What all the fucking Oscars this year was about a lady falling in love with a half man, half fucking yeah. fish thing? That wins a fucking Oscar, really? I, that's not a fucking legitimate movie. No, that's a skit. <laughs> I mean, that's not even a skit. Where do you? I want to know. This guy's got balls to go to a fucking giant movie company and be like, "I got a great idea for a movie, Rufus. I want to make a chick fall in love with a half man, half fish, dude. I I just can see it. I mean, they'd be like, okay, you're out of your fucking mind. Well, he's Benicio del Torre, or however the fuck you say his name. So he's kind of big. What's his claim to fame? Uh, I don't know. The only movie I've seen of him that I'm aware of is Pan's Labyrinth, which was pretty fucked up. It was good, but it, mm, I don't know. The whole man, half fish. There's not, there's some half man, half stuff going on for sure. Uh, explain that please. Well, it's about a girl in like world war two era Germany or something. It's been a while since I saw it. And she, 
and her Jewish father escapes some bullshit and she finds a secret passage into this underworld and there's all these weird, crazy demons. It's like a dark fantasy. And it's pretty cool, but I, the whole fish chick thing never caught my eye when I was watching the trailers and stuff. But it's not like a movie where you would go... It's not like he did Star Wars first and was like, okay, to the to uh, the studio, hey, I did Star Wars and made you a billion dollars. Now can you give me $40 million to make my half-man, half-fish movie? Well, no, but George Lucas did all the Star Wars and then went to the studio and said, can I make Howard the Duck? And <laughs> made you know what? You can. I love that movie. I love fucking Howard the Duck. I do too, man, but it was a huge fucking flop bomb. But I remember it's a fucking great movie. I'm sorry, that's a fucking good idea for a movie. It is. It's based on a comic book. I mean, apparently there was a comic book about it for years, and he just made it into a movie. But I mean, that might be the best thing I've ever seen by George Lucas. Now that I didn't even know that he fucking did that, but I love that fucking movie. That was his project. I mean, the idea of a duck slash man reading a Playboy that's about naked ducks. And I do remember the alien in that movie was pretty goddamn cool looking when it showed up. But now, if you think about it, dude, thinking of what Howard Duck looks like, he kind of looks like Star Wars guy. I'm sure there's a little overlap there. You think so? I think that he made that character after himself. You might have. You might have. We should do a split screen on the web uh, site of. George Lucas and Howard the Duck. <laughs> Howard the Lucas. I George. Howard the Duck should have run for fucking president. Instead, we got a clown. Not a duck. We got a clown. Sorry. Had to say that. That had to be said. Well, here's something interesting about Otis as well. On the Danny Thomas epi- show episode that was the pilot for the Andy Griffith show, Andy had deputized another town drunk, Will Hoople, who? So that Bill could arrest himself every time he got drunk. Whoa. We assumed that Andy had probably given Otis the same quote-unquote authority since Otis regularly arrested himself so he could be called upon to help when needed. Okay, wait. I mean, okay, wait a minute. You got this guy locked up in this fucking cage because he's drunk, and all of a sudden there's an emergency, and you're like, come on, Otis, grab your hat. Old man Willis is stuck in the fucking well down the road. You know, we need your drunk ass to help. That's pretty funny that they deputized him that so he could arrest clever. himself. That's good writing. I will we can't it. always arrest you. You're, look, you're deputized. You're you're not a deputy. Just arrest your fucking self. When you I mean, I, I would say that I used to watch Andy Griffith like you every day after school. And it's still on. I still catch myself watching it. The other day, Opie was being bullied for his lunch money, right? Yeah. And uh, so him and Ope, so Andy and Ope went down to the to the creek and did some fishing. And Andy knew Barney had told Andy that Opie was getting picked on. Uh oh. Of course, Barney wanted to stop it himself, and Andy said, "No, Barney, you don't stop it. You know this is something that Opie's going to have to learn to take care of himself. We could help him out today, but then you know you might be helping him out the rest of his life." God damn. Amen. So they go up to the, they go fishing and uh, Andy makes up a story about when he was a kid that he used mm-hmm. to fish at the same spot, right? And this kid came up there one day and told him, "This isn't your spot anymore. I'm going to be fishing here." So Andy left, right? And he was he picked another spot and he wasn't catching any fish. 
So one day Andy decided to go back to that spot and fish, right? And that yeah. boy come up there with his fists ready to go, and he was ready to beat up old Andy, and they got in a fight, right? Uh-oh. Yep. Scrapped. Yeah, they scrapped. And Andy said, well, he didn't know if he won or lost the fight, but he sure gets to go back and fish at his spot now anytime he wants. Oh, heck yeah. So Andy, or so Opie, the next day, decides to fight this kid, right? And he gets beat up pretty good. But, uh, you know, the kid didn't take his lunch money anymore. But he comes back and he said, did it hurt good, Opie? And Opie said, it hurt good, Pa. It sure hurt good. <laughs> That's a John Mellencamp song. It hurts so good. See, now I've saved you the time of watching that whole episode and taught you a very good thing about bullying. You know what? What's crazy? You didn't save me the time is now when the show's over, I'll probably Google it and watch it. You probably will. (laughs) I will realize that my synopsis is fucking money. Yeah, I'll find it. Why am I wasting my time? Rupus or Zigzag the Double Z nailed it. No, you'll probably watch it because in a sad way right now, Rupus, I want to watch it too. Well, that's not sad. And I just saw it, like, two days ago. Well, you're tired of being bullied. You know, they don't make... Now it's got, like, the Thundermans and stuff. I mean, I guess they try to teach you... Here's my story to you. Okay, they got rid of the Thundermans, but they kept Ricky, Nicky, Dicky, and Don. <laughs> Why would they fucking do that? Keep I don't the know. Thundermans is pretty good. It was good, and you just liked that chick on the Thundermans. I Phoebe. forgot. Well, I haven't seen the Thundermans in a while. Who? Which one? Is that the the Phoebe from the Thundermans, dude? And you'll be like, yeah, that's why I watch the Thundermans. All right, I'm gonna do it right now. He's joking around. Phoebe. Phoebe. Thundermans. All right. Well, I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> is she in wearing her blue suit? Oh yes. Yeah. That and a lot less than some of these pictures. Really. She Let's probably wrap it up. spread. I never even thought of that. Uh-oh. She's getting ready to do a heavy lifting. Uh, she's 14 and a half. No way. No, I don't know. No, she's probably 25. Let's find out. Oh, towards the end of the series, Ancy's mentioned how is, how is Otis doing, and someone says that Otis died of liver failure in 1965 after losing his leg in a hmm, that's interesting. I didn't know that part about it. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, up, Phoebe. Uh, well, she's 20, so I don't feel so bad now. Told you she was 20. You've just been watching her since she was 14. Uh, <laughs> What's her real YouTube. name? Uh, Kira Kosarin. Gee, she sounds sexy. Which one are you looking at? That's a YouTube video. Oh, I see her on Pornhub. <laughs> I watch the Pornhub one? No. Oh, wait, that's just a... Uh, uh, window I had open. Sorry, she's not on Pornhub. I always like to knock one out before the show. I feel like it relaxes me, gets me where I need to be. I knock a few out during the show. That's why I have the camera above my shoulders. I told my wife how to keep me from cheating on her. And now, 
to blow me every day. Really? I told my you wife that, it's too. Funny. It's funny that I say that, and I'm going to tell you why. Because when I was in college, right, I hooked up with this chick that was a fucking sexual dynamo. This chick. Too much for me. <sighs> to, uh, I, miss, I miss those. Yeah. I'm a dynamo as well. But she told me that her mom had told her to make sure that your man comes every day and he will never cheat on you. Well, goddamn, ain't yeah. none of that. Yeah, well, I mean, it, in a weird way, it fucking makes sense. Why don't they teach that in home ec? They should. They, I mean, they try, I would hope. But, I mean, I'm not even saying that in a hateful way. It probably is a pretty good deterrent. No, I, I totally fucking agree. They should teach it in home ec in the lab. See, because it's not fair for a guy to have to make himself come every day. No, and we all know that women can't. <laughs> they so. don't want to, really. No. If you want to come, call us at 646-668-8826. If you're a chick, that is. No dudes, necessary. We know no. all the dudes are out there with their pent-up frustrations and whatnot. Like we were saying before, what it would be like to be like handicapped, and no wonder people that can't master date go mad. Wait a minute. You know I, what? You know if you know who Theo Vaughn is? No. Okay, well, he has his own podcast. And he used to be on the real world something or other, right, for like a season. But now sure. he's friends with like Joe Rogan, and he actually uh, does a podcast right in the next room from Joe Rogan's, I guess. Really? Okay. That's his. And he, he did a – he went like 10 days without jacking off, right? And he's like, I'm fucking going crazy. He's like, I fucking am, I feel nuts. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Imagine be doing that for years. That's why, you know what, Japan has it right with those, what do they call those, the hand angels? Yeah, well, that, that's why any of those, like, uh, cults or things that have, like, celibacy as part of their deal, all those people end up just fucked in the head and doing terrible things. And now you know why... Uh, Priests drink, probably. Oh, God, that makes it worse for me. They, probably why they rape children. You know what I mean? You take this vow of celibacy. I mean, that's not a fucking... That's not real. You That's like no. yourself. You can't think straight. Like, I don't totally care how many Seinfeld episodes say that you're smarter when you're not jacking up. I mean, the truth is you're probably fucking stupider. It's, you're just distracted to the point of being angry. Right. You feel like you have a growth on your adrenal gland that's making you feel mad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or the top of your head that actually makes you want to masturbate anyway. when you when you touch it. <laughs> that would be funny. You probably had some kind of tick that you didn't even know about when you had that thing on top of your head. You're probably like. <laughs> When I'd rub it really fast, snot would just start shooting out of my nose. <laughs> I bet. I grew some hair out of your ears. <laughs> yeah. Curly so, hair. So, uh, for next week's show, you probably will have this uh, prototype done for our dice game with the PayPal account. I will. Absolutely. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that you can put this other thing that's paying you cash on, on, on the back until we get this single dice game figured out. I I, I will, yeah, absolutely. Are you fucking serious? Of course. I really wonder how hard that would be to do. Not that hard at all. 
We could just say it's a novelty. Novelty game. That's that's how you get around that stuff. Right. And you pay with Bitcoin. So what's the big fucking deal, right? Well, I think a penny of Bitcoin costs like 17000 actual dollars, though. Probably. Well, I think it's in about six months, it's going to be the other way around. That's true. The fucking Bitcoin thing is over. That, mm. Yeah, if you got stuck during the Bitcoin fucking heyday, uh, I got sour news for you, Jack. You're a fucking <laughs> rube. That's funny. I, I listened to an episode of Joe Rogan just recently where he interviewed an economist guy. And he was saying pretty much the same thing. He's like, that's why I never got into it, because it's going, it's going bye-bye. Yeah, it's not a real thing. If you can't go to the bank with your Bitcoin, right. get it. You know what I mean? If you can't hoard the Bitcoin in your hand, you can't. Here's what I found out. You can't put a Bitcoin in your, in your mattress. I can't put one on a Coke machine. Right. Well, I mean, but they were selling Bitcoins, right? You could get a coin... But it wasn't, it was like a, I don't know, like a joke like, thing. Yeah, it was like a token. Like, right. Hey, I own Bitcoin. Right, yeah. It's not, It's like, yeah, you can hold it in your hand, but yeah, that's about all you can do to it because it's not really real. I mean, that's why they came out, like, people started coming out with all kinds of other coins. Litecoin, Ether. Right. Coin, because they're like, it's not real. It's not real, but people will fucking pay for it. Can you believe it? And that's what's driving it all down. It's because any idiot who can make an encrypted code is like, I made money. Here's the right. thing. Well, remember, I thought we should come up with the sloth coin. We Why sh- are we, we sh- taking the sloth coin? We should, but it, it should be backed by gold because not right. even real money is backed by gold anymore. It should be Why an actual silver? fucking coin. Back it by silver. You know what Fuck I mean? Yeah. Or platinum. Good idea, Rufus. So on top of, you know what we should do? We'll set up that thing, right, this penny gambling game, yes. and we'll have it pay off in just fucking sloth coin. Convert your fucking money by buying credit, and your credits turn into sloth coin. Holy and shit. fucking take the sloth coin, you know, and it's their money. But it, it'll be backed by a real thing. Right. When we put it in our bank accounts and spend it on fucking Ferraris. It'll be backed by a couple of Ferraris in a giant fucking mansion overlooking our minions of people just gambling with their sloth coin. I can't wait three months from now to read about somebody else doing exactly this. I know. It's almost fucking... <laughs> I was counting the other day how many things that we have talked about on the show have become reality. And one I can't of the things that came to mind to me was when we first started doing the show and what? 2013, 2013, back in 13, when I hijacked your show that you were going to have yourself. And remember when you were wearing a sport coat? Dude, I almost wore a sport coat to tonight's show. I'm not going to lie. Damn. I, no, you didn't hijack it. I invited you because I was like, damn. Yeah, but I was going to be phone. a guest. And then, like, five minutes in the episode, I decided I was going to be a co host. Well, fucking hey. Uh, Thank God. You probably could have had a pretty successful radio show. No, I didn't fucking take over half of your show. I got nothing to say to myself. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, even in the stuff that I listened to when you were going solo, I was like, well, there's an interesting show. I must be a part of it. It took me 15 years to come up with that. <laughs> well, you were reading the paper, if I recall correctly. You were you were reading through the paper and commenting on what... Uh, what you, but see, now it's not fair to me. 
I was telling my wife this. I'm like, we can't talk about current events because Rufus doesn't watch the news. So he has no idea what fucking current events are going on. Tell me throughout the week. Tell me, here's a current event you need to read up on for the show, and I'll check that out. I'm just too busy now. I I can't even think of any that would merit taking up any part of our fucking show when we're talking about the brilliance of uh, Nicolas Cage movies and Otis the Drunk. I mean, why would we waste our time talking about current events? They're so much less relevant than what we come up with on the show. This is true. This is true. I mean, what are the current events now? Okay, Trump is a jackass, and Trump is not a jackass. I mean, there's that's every news story. That's you know, pretty I mean, much it. Every anti-Trump story, there's a, a pro-Trump story. There you go. There's your news. Oh, that's yeah, right. and California's on fire. There you go. I mean, you're all caught up. California's on fire again? Yeah, oh, yeah. Are they ever not on fire? Yeah, no, they're not. And Bernie Sanders actually said, you know what, if you can you can look at the last, like, 20 years and see that fires, uh, forest fires happening in California just become more and more fucking frequent because it gets drier and drier, that now there's not even a fire season. There used to be, like, a season for fucking wildfires. Now they're like, oh, it's year-round, year-round fires. Even the thought of a fire season is fucked up to me. Yeah, I mean, it, it should be. This latest fire, I guess, is like destroyed a thousand houses, killed six people, you know, all kinds of fucking crazy shit. Saw this horrible story where this dude, they didn't even know this fire was coming. He went to the grocery store, right? Yeah. And I guess they've been sending out text messages and all this shit to people in a certain area that their house, this fire is fucking coming. The guy's like, I'm driving back to my house, and, you know, they live kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and he's looking down on the top of this fucking mountain, right? He's looking sure. down at his house, and he can see the fire coming towards his house. His phone rings. It's fucking his wife on the phone and her two and his two grandkids. What? They're like, Grandpa, Grandpa. And the and the lady, the mom, the grandma's like, tell Grandpa you love him. And, what? And boom, dude, they're fucking dead. She laid over them and fucking, they all died. And the dude's like, I watched it from the fucking top of this mountain. I was on the phone with them. Thanks, Zigzag. Yeah. On a, so on a happier note, don't move to the mountain. Stay out of California. That's. But yeah, I mean, geez, that guy ain't going to ever be straight again, probably. So they should get rid of all the forest in California. Well, I mean, slowly but surely they're trying, right? I mean... Really? Well, the fires are helping. They're just turning it into paper. I mean, that's what the government wants to do with it anyways. Spray it all down with oil and light it on fire. That's the fucking answer right there. (laughs) Then you create a giant cloud of smoke that cools down the fucking earth. Right? (laughs) Isn't that what the asteroid kind of did? I think so. I think so. Thank God for that asteroid. Dinosaurs would have sucked to have around right now. You think so? What? With all the other bullshit we got haven't going you, on. Haven't you ever seen fucking Fred Flintstone? You might be riding a dinosaur to work, dude, for all you know. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Why not? But you know they could clone a dinosaur by now, right? Surely they have. Surely someone has. Oh, I'm sure some super rich guy has one in his bedroom right now. Are you familiar with the story of Tesla? 
Like, have you ever read his biography, or do you know much about how he kind of lived his life? I mean, the guy, Nikolai Tesla? Yes. I know some, not a lot. I, I haven't read, like, a book about him, now. He had some way fucking groovy ideas way back in the day, but he also had no open mind for business, unfortunately. But there's another story that I saw on PBS where this guy built his own, this guy became, he wanted to be a scientist, right? But he was like shunned by the scientific community for some reason. So he decided to become super rich and build his own laboratory in his house, right? Okay. And he like cured all kinds of fucking shit in this laboratory using his own money. Because okay. it, it kind of, you know what? It kind of like Elon Musk, if you think about it. I'm trying to remember this guy's name. And let me guess, the government killed him. Something bad happened to him, of course. Yeah, it, it was not a happy ending, if I recall correctly. With an accident. Yeah, it was an accident at his laboratory. But he, at the time, had a better laboratory than any. He had like the most fancy laboratory in the whole fucking world. This, to me. Would have made a fucking brilliant movie. I have to look this up just because I want. And then we can go, but I want to share this with you because it was such a, fantas- a, a fascinating true story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's see. God, I wonder. I remember what the. There was a name of the lab. How the hell would I search this? Here's what I'm searching. PBS guy builds his own lab. I guess here's what came up. Can you meth. warp drive in your garage? I'm surprised that meth lab didn't come up. Oh, I'm sure it will. Let's see. Oh, yeah. This tycoon's secret radar lab helped win World War II. That's really? right. That's what he developed was the fucking... Uh, radar, radar as we know it today. No shit. Yeah, but he he did a bunch. Of, Alfred Loomis was his name. The Secret of Tuxedo Park. I recommend that. Please, please fucking watch that, dude. That I can't believe no one has made that into a fucking movie because it is a fucking crazy ass story. He hung out with like uh, Fermi and people like the most famous. Uh, scientists in the world would come to his fucking laboratory to do stuff because they couldn't get funding anywhere else. Okay, I just found it. The Secret of Tuxedo Park, PBS. I'm going to open it up so I can save it. Yes, please do. Yeah, it's on the PBS website. Can we play the trailer right here? Can I play the trailer for you? You see the trailer? No, no, I just found the actual documentary. It's on PBS American Experience. Having had the foresight to avoid the stock market crash of 1929, Loomis established a reputation among cash-strapped scientists during the pre-war years by hosting them and using his personal wealth to fund their experiments at his private laboratory. It's a fucking, it's a brilliant fucking story, dude. I can't believe no one's made it into a fucking movie. Well, I'll fucking watch it tomorrow, but my, we're working against the clock here. My bladder's about to bust down. All right, check it out, dude, because he also invented a way for, uh, a gun to shoot that's like a thousand times more accurate than the way that they were figuring out for him how to shoot before. So he really did help World War II. All right. On that note, Rufus, I'm out. You're out. Your bladder's out. Uh, I'm thinking about we'll get a script together for the next show because I have two great ideas for fucking phony phone calls, but I'm not going to share them with you right now.
Oh, cool. Surprise. And maybe I'll catch up on our flushable thoughts category when we can think of a few things that happened, what I was thinking about on the toilet recently. Oh, did I didn't tell you, dude, I got bit by a wasp right on the crown of my head. Doing, I wasn't doing anything. I was just walking, and this wasp came out and fucking bit me. Horrible. Wasps are a bitch, man. I mean, they're, they're aggressive. They're not they like... They are. I wasn't doing anything, dude. I was like 100 feet from this fucking guy's house or whatever. So guess what I had to do, though? Guess what he made me do by biting me on the head? What? Had to go get a big thing of fucking wasps killer and kill the whole fucking nest. Well, good for you, man. Don't I'm bite just... my head, you fucker. Not if I'm not bothering you. No. The only time... I've been stung by a wasp once. Ooh, and... once. And then you showed him. No. It's, oh. it's kind of a lame-ass story. It was actually dead in a chair, and I sat on it. But its stinger still stung me in the butt. You know you can get pregnant like that anyways, right? Well, where do you think that lump on my head came from? <laughs> right, exactly. I had two little wings trying to penetrate the surface. <laughs> All right, Rufus. This it, is the it was just a cocoon. Of the H... H... S-H-H. H-H-H, yeah. This is Rufus of the S-H-S-H squared. That should be the name of our boat, the H... <laughs> H-S-H-H. The S is, wait a minute. The U-S-S-H-S-H-H. The U-S-S-H-S-H-H. Yep. All right. The U-S double Z's side. The U-S-S double Z's signing off. He's listing. Obviously, the U-S, the U-S-S double Z is listing right now. That just rolls right off the tongue. It does. It's got a nice sound to it. It's All so right, easy as, to say. As usual, had a jam, dude. This is our jam. I enjoy doing the show. Oh, it's, man, me too. Uh, so check out that thing. We can, we'll discuss the secrets of Tuxedo Park next week. I will watch it before so we can seriously discuss it. All sure. right. Please, I'll watch it again. I'll probably watch it right now, honestly. Fucking sweet. All right, bud. Talk to you later. Double Z signing double F. H-S-H-H-U-S-S-O-F-F. I'm going right into the show ender. Thanks for listening to Hypersoft Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus.